0: Welcome, welcome to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. This is Matt the Delightful Duck, uh, contrary to what Abraham will tell you. And Brian Solman Solak. We're joined today by Ryan Scott, the new manager for the Everett Aqua Sox here in Everett. How are you doing, uh, Ryan? Good, good. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited for this. Yeah, we're so uh, we're, we're all excited and so is the city of Everett here to uh, to see you this uh this this well, it's a now full season. We're still getting kind of used to that, to be honest. It's it's a lot of fun now that we get to see the our, our boys on the field for the full season instead of the short season. Um, and uh, you know, we I guess we want to do just kind of introduce you to the fans and give you a chance to kind of tell us who you are. Uh, you want to give us a, a short, brief, uh, you know, get to know get to know Ryan Scott uh, brief?
1: Yeah, perfect. Um... So lived in uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Scottsdale area my whole life. Been down here. I'm 28 years old. Just turned 28 a couple of days ago, actually. Um, so lived down in Scottsdale. I played. I was drafted out of high school to play professionally. Drafted initially by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Played with them for a couple of years, and then 2016 with the uh, Los Angeles Angels organization, and then the Seattle Mariners organization. Both 17 and 18. Never, never touched Everett though. Sadly. Oh, yeah. Um, And then back to the Angels organization in 2019 before being hired by the Mariners to coach in 2020. And now I was with Arkansas my first year in 2021 after the COVID season got washed, Mm kind of helping out there as a player coach. And then last season as an assistant coach for uh, Modesto and now get the uh, opportunity to manage the Aqua Sox this year. And I couldn't be more excited for that. So. (laughs)
0: So, how'd you get? I mean, how'd you get started in in management? Where did you build that connection when you were in the, the Seattle Mariners organization? Or, did you, you always have it? And did you always have it in your mind that you wanted to be a manager? Sometimes,
1: I think just coaching in general kind of was uh, where my mind started. Um, and, and it kind of got planted in me a little bit early. I guess not really planted, but uh, my dad's coached professionally now for this will be his 15th year in the Colorado Rockies organization. He's the uh, big league pitching coach for the Rockies. So coaching has kind of been in the family. Baseball in general has been in the family. And then uh, my my seasons with uh, Seattle, I got to know Andy McKay very well. Okay. Um, got to know some other front office and uh, people very well. So it, it just kind of, I guess, just the teammate I was, they – they saw something in me and thought there might be a, a future in, in coaching when I was done playing and that opportunity presented itself after the 2019 season. And now here we are. So I'm, I'm excited. Like I said,
0: and awesome for, for those who don't Sorry. know what enemy McKay was player, the head of player development, wasn't he? And he's got promoted yeah. recently, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just promoted
1: to assistant general manager. So
0: good, good connection to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh,
2: before I ask next question, have you met our, your new mascot Webley? I do have to ask. I have not met Webley yet. Now, <laughs> he's the best in the Northwest. So, you, something to be looking forward to. I had to give him props there. <laughs> yep. And um, sorry. Well, uh, was sorry. That?
0: I just wanted, I want to say real quick uh, I, I just want to say I don't envy your dad's job. Um, <laughs> being a pitcher coach in Colorado must be difficult.
1: It is very, very, but he makes do. So, he's been a pitcher coach in their organization. Like I said, this will be his 15th year now, I think. So, yeah. he's kind of made his way up from from a minor league he actually coached in the northwest league for tri-cities when the rockies were back there in okay. 2009 i think that
2: was mm-hmm. so oh, wow okay what what kind of management style do you bring to this organization i mean matthew page here has been talking for years how he thinks he could lead this the aqua Sox in the next <laughs> championship but obviously he hasn't shown that yet but what, what really <laughs> what what kind of management style do you bring to everett
1: i think that's something that uh, it's kind of I, I don't know i have to find it i haven't really managed other than filling in as a manager for four games last year when Austin night our manager modesto um, took took four days off and so I filled in in that in that regard but like I said I, do, I don't I don't I think that's just something to I'll find out here in spring training shortly when I finally get to start managing some games but one thing I do know is that I'm going to be there for the players I'm going to be be a guy for them I can relate to them based on my age and, and playing recently and then one thing we're always going to do is we're going to tell these guys the truth so that's one thing that, that they will never be lacking is the truth. We're going to let them know what they need to do to continue to get better. And, and that's all we can strive for is to get these guys better, get them to the next level in Arkansas, and then eventually get them down the road to Seattle.
2: Outstanding. What kind of a coaching staff do you bring with you to Everett?
1: So that's one thing I actually, I'm really excited about the coaching staff. So Mike Francosa will be our hitting coach. He's actually a good friend of mine. I've uh, played a lot of golf with him over the last couple of years. So we've gotten to know each other pretty well that way. And then he was our hitting coach in Modesto last year. Uh, Cameron Ming who was here in Everett a little bit last year um, who ended up taking over for our pitching coach in Modesto when he got a new opportunity. Uh, Cameron Ming is awesome. I'm very excited for Cameron to get his first full season as a pitching coach now and then Sergio Placencia will be kind of the bench coach first base coach might coach a little bit of third base. Um, that's something to, to explore with him. He's brand new to professional baseball in general, but through my conversations with him, I am ex- super excited for what he's going to bring to the table for these guys. So those guys, just as, as a coaching staff, plus our athletic trainers, Dan, Dan LeBerry and Stephanie McLean, and then, uh, Drew Widener, our, uh, strength conditioning coach. I think we have a, an outstanding staff and it's really going to set up well for the players here going into the season.
0: So you, uh, you moved up from Modesto. Is that it seems like it's kind of been a trend the last couple of years, at least in the Mariners organization, where the Mar the Aqua Sox manager kind of goes up the rung. And I know tendency to get promoted and go up because they've been great people and they've deserved the promotion. But is that is that part of a philosophy in the organization to move up with like kind of with the players a little bit? So like you kind of you can help continue to develop the same players. so you, you have a developed a relationship with a player, and you can keep mentoring them along the way.
1: Yeah, I think I think that might not necessarily be kind of a philosophy, um, like throughout, it's just kind of more or less where the uh, the staff member and kind of what his his or her strengths are mm-hmm. and just kind of finding where they might kind of be suited best to help our players in the development. So mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate enough to kind of get to work with Harry Ford last year being a former catcher myself. And so that was probably part of the reason why I'm going to get this opportunity in, in Everett this year is hoping that... Um, I mean, Harry, there's a good chance that Harry will be with us to at least start the year. So, and I've built a good relationship with him. So like you said, this is, that's kind of how, if you build relationships with players and same with Mike Francosa, our hitting coach, he and Harry and a a number of guys, Jonathan Classy, those guys down there in Modesto last year that, that Mike has kind of made a really, really good relationship with and has worked really well with, and those guys trust him. Mm -hmm. So that probably, probably it's, like I said, it's not my decision. It's, it's the organization. It's Justin Tool and Lewis Boyd's decisions. Um, but I would imagine that went into the decision-making for where we are as a staff and, and the people we have in place. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I, I'm a former catcher. So I do have to say, yay. i love to hear that. <laughs> um, and I am offering my services for free. If you ever need a bullpen catcher one day to step in, I'm your man. Oh, so man, I just wanted to would, throw that out there. He'd, he'd only just be
0: good for one day. His knees wouldn't last much oh, that's longer. A, that's okay. <laughs>
1: that's
2: okay. <laughs>
1: it's a true former catcher right there. A true former catcher if the knees are going to give out
2: oh, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. Where do you get that from? I mean, is that from your father or just it's come natural to you or what? I, I think it's just pretty natural. It's just,
1: I, I, I am generally a pretty quiet guy. I would say for the most part, going through high school, going through school, I was always kind of a little bit shy, but there's just something about talking baseball, being on a baseball field. that just kind of like, it just brings out like the energy in me. Like, like I said, when you'll see me, I'll be out. I enjoy playing golf. So I'm not playing golf. I'm not very loud. I just go about my business. I enjoy just kind of the quiet. A lot of times I enjoy quiet and my down times, but when I get on the field, that's kind of where the energy comes out. And, and it's almost like I'm, it's almost like I'm a different person when I'm on the field because that just feels like my natural habitat where I kind of belong with being with the guys, being with the, being with the team in general.
0: So are we gonna are we gonna see you get ejected from a game then? Are you is that are you that level of passionate? Are we gonna see a Lou Panella kind of you know personality? <laughs> That's not the plan right
1: now. <laughs> oh, oh so out. we'll I'll, see. I'll keep my composure. We'll see. Yeah, I'll okay. keep my composure as much as I can.
0: <laughs> as fans, we we don't mind it every once in a while. Let's you know let's yeah. the team and everyone know you care. You know.
1: Yeah. I've never been ejected in my career, so okay. So we'll see see if that happens. Seven years playing and a couple years coaching now. So we have
0: we have a uh, an interesting past of people getting getting ejected and ever. We've had <laughs> we've had equipment managers get ejected just from sitting oh, in, wow. in the dugout and saying I don't I disagree with that or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting <laughs> interesting past that you're joining. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, by the way,
2: we're all Matt and I are season ticket holders, as you said earlier, but. We moved our seats this year to pretty much behind your guys' dugout, so you'll, you'll be hearing, hear us. <laughs> hearing us. Gotcha. Very loudly. <laughs> you also
0: um, don't have to worry. We 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 were respectful with our credentials. We we, we wait by the bullpen and post game. We is where yes. we do interviews. We don't do public Perfect. Per game. Perfect. You'll see us, but you want, We yep. won't. We won't interfere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you had a chance to come up to Everett at all, just to tour the city, or?
1: I have not yet. No, I really haven't spent much time up there like i said when my dad coached in the uh, northwest league back in i think it was 2009 was the year we when he was in tri Cities, i remember we visited everett for probably just a three-game series back okay. then so i remember i have two brothers so i remember we we're out on the football field out there we, were, we had a mm-hmm. little football we were out there out there throwing it having a good time just being kids when uh so no i haven't really explored the city too much that i remember haven't even really haven't been to seattle since that time either so uh, i'm excited to get up there and then kind of see, see how different it is from what I'm used to in Arizona and then last summer in California. Uh,
0: nice. yeah. As someone who used to live, uh, I lived nine years in Phoenix. It's very different. Okay. Um, yeah. you won't enjoy the first couple of mo- first, like two months. I can tell you that right now. Last year we had the coldest April. It was miserable. <laughs> um, but summertime, most beautiful, beautiful weather. <laughs> you'll, you'll love it. Uh, once, once summer kicks in. Yeah, that's what
1: that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: Um, so I I have to I have to ask we Brian Brian uh, and I have been having a bit of a disagreement for years now. Um, he, as a former catcher and former player in high school and so forth, uh, has this mentality about uh, players during the game in the bullpen, not the bullpen, the dugout. Sorry. Uh, and how they need to all be standing and, uh, and, and and engaged and cheering or at least just standing at the at the, you know at the bar at the at the, you know the fence or whatever, um and, and you know cheering on their teammates or at least just you know standing there and, and engaged, and uh, every time he sees players sitting down, he thinks that they should get fired. Um, and uh, I I I, don't, I argue that maybe they maybe maybe some of them deserve a chance to sit down and just kind of c- collect themselves and rest. Maybe the pitcher, at least you know, uh, between innings and, and rest. Uh, we're curious as to what your uh, your thoughts are on this subject.
1: So I think that is a good little discussion point. Um, I've had managers in the past that didn't want any players sitting down. I had managers that didn't didn't care either way. Uh, I think the word you said engaged is kind of the biggest thing you can still you can be sitting down and still be engaged. There's players that especially if you're playing in the game if it's, it's a little bit later and you're a little bit tired from being out there. Let's say it is in the summer. It's getting a little bit warmer. We're in tri cities where it's going to be hotter. Oh, yeah. Like there's going to be opportunities to sit down pitcher. I would imagine would always be sitting down catcher. Same thing. There's some long grueling innings and even those short can get tough on you sometimes if you're moving around a lot. So I don't. I don't see any problem with guys sitting down as long as, like you said, like they're staying engaged and they're they're talking the game and their their heads not somewhere else. Okay.
2: All right. Okay. I'll <laughs> I'll take that answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: There's a lot of conversations that can be had in the dugout, and sometimes it's just guys sitting down. They're sitting down at the bottom. They're talking like pitchers talking grips yeah. with their pitches, um, things like that. So I don't think there's. And if they're sitting down there and they're not paying attention like i said then that can be kind of detrimental but if they're sitting there and they're engaged and they're talking baseball and they're having conversations about the game and talking through different situations with a coach or something like that because we'll go down there and sit with them sometimes too yeah. we'll have cameron ming will go down and sit with this pitcher um so there there is as long as like i said as long as they're staying engaged and they're watching the game and they're talking the game that's the most important part
2: okay, okay. I will keep my eyes out though. So if I see anything, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Please do. Um, i am I, always curious about this. You got the people or you got the players who are, you know, picked in the top five rounds or whatever. And you got people who are free agents, et cetera. I mean, do most of these players that come in nowadays, do they act like they're big shots because they got these big fat contracts and they're going to rise to the top fast. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know you're being a former player. I was just curious. I'm, I like Kerry Forte, for example. I mean, he seems like a legit guy and it, probably everybody on the team loves him. I mean, do, do we do we still see players like that who don't seem to care about the others and just care about themselves, if you're allowed to answer to that?
1: Yeah, I would say it's very rare to find somebody who who thinks they're bigger than the team and bigger than the other okay. players. So especially like a guy like Harry, is one of just just like an outstanding human being to be around and and then all the guys that we have in this organization that were drafted higher and might have a little bit higher signing bonus especially the one i mean the ones i've been around being with being around um cole young a little bit last year like these guys they're just good people and they care about their teammates and they they go about their business the right way and they don't show anybody up and they don't think they're better than anybody else so um like you said with that harry harry ford example just an outstanding young man and he's kind of growing into his own and starting to mature a little bit into his own like just person and being being an outstanding player and understanding what he can bring to the table as a player and then just being the person he is and then like i said the people in the organization like everyone knows about julio and what kind of person julio is so being around him like there's he kind of sets the tone for he, he had the signing bonus and he had the prospect status and everything. And he was still just an outstanding human being. And I was lucky enough to be around him in 2021 and in Arkansas a little bit and just kind of see that in person. So he kind of sets the tone and and we preach as an organization, people in process and the people always come first. So we we're trying everything we can to make sure that these guys are going to become better young men, even as they become better baseball players. So that's, we, we do a really good job as an organization kind of, holding those guys to that standard but there's not much we have to do with many of these guys because they're just really good people and they genuinely care about their teammates and their coaches and, and the fans and everybody so it, it's really fun to see awesome
2: like to hear that
0: yeah. so about, go ahead Matt, oh, go ahead brad
2: okay i was i was curious i know you're not allowed to say but what, do you think we'll see a lot of the top younger prospects that have never this year sometime
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't looked over any rosters or anything yet. Like I said, we get spring training going here in, in three days on on Wednesday. We'll yep. get our minor league mini camp going. So I have no idea about rosters. All of it is just speculation in my mind right now. I don't have any really any okay. control over that. So I'm just we we'll have some good players. I know that. Like that's oh yeah. If we do get some of those players from Modesto or some of those guys coming back that were never last year, we're gonna have a a really good, exciting young team. Yeah, Will we. we-
2: see a cha- so, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. I gotta ask this last okay. one: Will we see a championship in Everett this year? I have to ask. It's been 13 long years. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's okay. what we're striving for. We're striving for that. Awesome. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Um, yeah, regarding the roster, uh, we're used to it. You know, when it was when we were a short season uh, single A, we, we'd get the drafty players, and we'd, we'd you know they'd throw the roster together literally, you know, three days before. Not even, I mean, even like the day of opening day here in in june at, at at everett we wouldn't even know who was going to be on the team like they'd have an incomplete roster that day still um so we're, we're used to the <laughs> the late decisions um but i'm curious you know i mean obviously yeah well, there are some 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 intriguing names and, and big guys big you know high drafted guys some real talented individuals there that were in modesto last year i'm curious if you could throw out one name that you might you think we might see this coming se- summer that fans can watch out for that might you might, you know, maybe maybe not one of the big names, someone, someone that you you had your eye on that could really develop into something special.
1: Yeah, and I think one guy who he may not start there, he may get to us at some point, um, Axel Sanchez. He okay. got himself up to Modesto last year as a uh, shortstop. Just an exciting, exciting, young, probably 19, 18, 19-year-old, 19 shortstop who can pick it at short with the best of them one of the one of the better defensive shortstops I've seen and then he is we had some questions about how the bat was going to play going to an affiliate last year when he got to Modesto but just he held his own and he did more than hold his own he was one of our better hitters in our lineup in Modesto last year so like I said I don't know if, if we're going to get him or not wow. um, but Axel Sanchez is a name that I think everybody needs to kind of start preparing themselves for because he's He's gonna he's gonna hold his own. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a dude here soon.
2: Awesome. Is I I'm gonna go back in time here again. Hopefully it, <laughs> it occurred when you were playing. But is there still such thing as a kangaroo court in Major League Baseball? Or uh, every age?
1: now and then, every now and then you'll see it in some locker rooms. Not not every time. Like I said, there's so much turnover in the locker room mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, so it's just sometimes it, you can you do it. I've had it when I was playing with the Mariners, we had it in the locker room. I'll see it in some every now and then when you bounce around, but it just depends. Like it, it's, that's a player's thing also. So that's not something for, for me to lead. That's for the players to kind of hold on their own and, and just kind of have some fun with that in the locker room.
2: Can you be okay with that if they decided to this year in Everett? Absolutely. If it's on the right way. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be <laughs> pushing for that. So, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I wanted to ask, um, what style of, of, of uh, a team do you want to – are you going to try and run? I mean, in terms of strategies and stuff, is uh, are you going to be working on small ball? Are you going to be, you know um, – I guess the main question I am at, you know, what concerns me the most um, is I never get to see – I mean, yeah, in minors it happens more often, but I never get to see many people steal anymore. Are we going to – you know, the money ball era has kind of destroyed that skill. You know, when I see the projected totals of steals, steals leaders in the MLB is going to be like someone with like 26 steals next this next year. I'm like, that's kind of sad. Um, are we are we anticipating some 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 base path uh, tomfoolery?
1: I think there's a there's a chance for for some guys to get some opportunities to run. I think so much of the, the base running stuff comes down to the numbers and the break even points for guys stealing bases. And we want to make sure that we're maximizing those opportunities. Mm-hmm. But when we have a guy on base, like if we do get a Jonathan Class A yeah. this year, that's an exciting player. And last year in, in Modesto, we kind of took the reins off at some point, just kind of let him start to run on his own. And it's, that's kind of the learning point where he needed to learn what were the right opportunities to run when wasn't the right time to run for him. Uh, But if we get him, like he finds his opportunities to go and we will find those opportunities for Jonathan Classe to get bases. Harry Ford can steal bases Mm -hmm. if he's with us this year. Um, So, I mean, we have guys that that can run, so there probably will be some opportunities for some stolen bases this year.
0: Yeah. I've had my eye on Classe for a while. I want to, I want to see him I can't wait, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So we want to we want to ask a, a fun question for for you and and well, some of the fans, I guess, and for us. Uh, who is your favorite player of all time, excluding yourself and your dad, of course? You can't well, take the easy way my, out. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was definitely not my favorite player. I was not good <laughs> enough to be my favorite player. Um, growing up, I would say it was between. Uh, I was a big Vladimir Guerrero fan growing up. Um, I don't know. I always loved Flatty, and then uh, as a catcher, Joe Mauer was one of my favorite cool. guys to watch growing up. Nice.
2: So, okay. So Joe Mauer is he going to be elected to the Hall of Fame one day? Do you think?
1: I think so. I hope so. I think he deserves it. One of the best best offensive catchers and held his own defensively of all time. So. i
0: Agree with that. Agree with that. And we we always like to ask uh, the players. We you know we we always we always have some basic questions we like to ask all the players just to you know find out a little more because it's interesting how some of these players guys react and we you know i've I've realized that my care bear question is is outdated now (laughs) i i always like to show show a core care bear question at the guys and they look at me like thank you
2: thank you what are you what are you doing
0: (laughs) um i was born in 2000 and i go wow i'm old um no uh so i want to ask you uh if uh what's your favorite sports related movie
1: I would say Miracle. I think Miracle okay. is one of my all time favorite movies. So, The Miracle on Ice. Um, that
0: was the yeah, fastest I loved answer. that movie growing up. By like yeah, a minute and a half.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> it probably is, like I said, probably might be one of my favorite movies in general okay. of all time. So, I think that's an easy answer to that. Or I could go Sandlot or probably Under the Radar Little Big League is one of my favorites. Oh, also.
0: yeah. That's the one where he owns the kid, owns the twins, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then Brian, you have your own spin on the question.
2: Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch questions. Okay, man. he's gonna he's uh, gonna switch. All right. Uh, you mentioned Axel Sanchez earlier. Who is there a pitcher that's up and coming that you'd like to throw out there that we're maybe not aware of for our fans to know to keep their eyes out on? Yeah, and, and
1: uh, I mean, I think there's a guy like Jordan Jackson that he was up there in Everett last year, and uh, I don't know what where he's gonna start or what he's gonna do be um, doing this year. But Jordan Jackson was a guy in Modesto last year that really kind of showed me showed me a little something, kind of showed what he's got on the mound, and a guy who goes out there and competes and, and holds his own out there on the mound. So I think Jordan Jackson is an exciting guy going into this season to kind of see what noise he can make.
2: Where Did we draft him, or was he a free agent, or...?
1: Uh, I don't remember. I think we may have drafted him last year, or not last year. Uh, he was in spring training with us last year. So we signed him some point. Either in the 20, oh I think we drafted him 2021, and then he didn't throw until last spring training for the first time, and then he, like I said, he was in Modesto with us, and then made his way up to Everett halfway through the year.
0: Okay. Have you met the Vanilla Missile yet? I have
1: met him. Yeah, he's down here in Arizona <laughs> right now. I haven't gotten to talk to him much, but I have. I have met him.
0: We had him on a podcast uh, right after we drafted him shortly. We're looking forward to okay. when he when he makes it up to Everett. Um, yeah. Which would probably be maybe another year. I, I would assume. Yeah, um, I'm
1: not sure. Like I said, I haven't talked to him too much, but he seems like a seems like a great kid. So,
0: yeah, I I we, we were we were pretty surprised. He's he's on the ball with the branding too. You can go find merch. Uh, he's got yep. a whole merch site and everything. He's he's on board. <laughs> nope. We were pretty impressed with him. He uh, he's yeah. a bright kid. <clears throat> got a big future out of him.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm um, uh, Matt. I do want to ask one more if you're go good with that. But I know we're getting near to the end. Ryan, who plays the role of Ryan Scott in your lifetime Hollywood movie when you you're done? That's the with question. Your career? <laughs> Dude, that is a good question. Um, that's one I really haven't thought and, about. And I we
0: we put the we put the uh, the asterisk on it. You can use any actor from any time. Okay. And that's nobody's chosen Steve McQueen yet, and I've been disappointed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I might say with, I could just go with another Ryan, or Ryan Gosling.
0: Throw oh, him okay. out there. All right. So okay. he's a good actor.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Good call. <laughs> All right. So we're nearing the end of our show. What we like to do is we like to do in a positive note and do some shout outs. Uh, any 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 person or or uh, event in your life you want to call out and, and a positive note and and uh, you know say hi 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 mom or you know whatever <laughs> um, you know just just kind of put some positivity out there. It's it's a Brian's addition to our show. Uh, to give him credit, we credit is due As much as it, as much as it hurts me, Um, (laughs) but uh, you want to, well, I'll I'll throw it to Brian first so you can see an example, Ryan, and then you have some time here to scramble and think of something. (laughs) All right. I'm going
2: to, I'm just going to, it's a favorite of mine and give a shout out to my wife, Janine, who just, she's been going through a lot lately, especially being sick and all. And I just wanted to say, I love you, honey. And I appreciate you and stay strong. You got this.
0: All right. Uh, and then I'm gonna say happy Valentine's Day to my girlfriend, Patsy, who's amazing, and uh, and thank you and for my wonderful Valentine's gift. And uh, so Ryan, uh, do you have a shout out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can stay on that same one and say happy Valentine's Day to my girlfriend, okay. Olivia. Um, and then also a shout out to my brothers because I wouldn't be here today without them. I'm, I'm the middle of three boys, so I got my two brothers, my older brother, my younger brother, and they're. Two of my two of my best friends in the world, so I wouldn't be here without them.
2: Awesome. Wonderful.
0: Uh, do you have any social media? Anything you want to promote? Any uh, you know? Any, any anything you want the fans to know? Hey, you know, if you see me on the street, say hi. Or hey, if you see me on the street, turn and run the other way. Or <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: no, I mean, if they see me out and about, please come up, say hi. I'd love to talk baseball, talk hockey, socks. I'll do and talk talk whatever whatever you want to talk. But I'm not. I'm not super prevalent on my social medias. I have them. I don't tweet a lot. I don't post a lot on Instagram, but I have them. So,
0: so no worries. Okay. All right. Well, then with that, whoops. Okay. With that, we, this was the Seattle Sports Union podcast uh, with Ryan Scott, the Everett Aqua Sox new manager. Everyone come on down to Evermore, Full Funco Field at Everett Memorial Stadium uh, this summer and watch the Aqua Sox with the rest of us. Uh, we're, we're eager to see him and we miss them. And it's baseball season again here, starting this week with pitchers and catchers reporting. And you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Captivate, anywhere their main podcasts are found. And uh, go Aqua Sox.